The story is told that one year, it was a few months before Pesach, and the Baal Shem Tev was unable to secure wine for the Seder. The Dalit Kosos, the four cups, which are expressions of freedom, the Baal Shem Tev didn't want any ordinary wine, but he wanted something special. He wanted something really spectacular. He wanted something befitting of the four cups, which are supposed to be a manifestation or a physical expression of our chirus, of our newfound freedom that we celebrate on the Yom Tov of Pesach. So the story is told that he sent two of his chassidim to faraway lands in Arabia to select the most beautiful grapes and produce incredible wine with which the Baal Shem Tov could use to discharge the obligation on the Seder night to feel like royalty on the first night of Pesach. And so the Hasidim go excited and really feeling privileged to go on such a special mission, a holy mission for their Rebbe. They go to some faraway land, they select the grapes. And you know the production of kosher wine requires Jewish supervision at every stage. So they oversaw the harvesting of the grapes and then the crushing of the grapes and then the collection of wines, the fermentation of the wine, everything finally Baruch Hashem, after a couple of weeks, they're ready to set out back home to the Baal Shant of HaKadosh. And, of course, again, it's a long journey. Everywhere they sleep, constantly, the barrels of wine are under constant supervision. The Hasidim never letting the wine out of their sight for a moment. They finally get back home. They get home late at night, excited that Amir Hashem, early the next morning, they will arise, Davin, go to the Baal Shant of HaKadosh and present him with his wine for the upcoming Yom Tev of Pesach. Everything is going great. The Chassid, who's storing the wine in his home, he goes to Davin, he comes back from Shachris, ready to go to the Rebbe, months, months after the Rebbe sent him on this mission, ready to go to Rebbe, what does he see? He sees from a distance, he has a young Gentile girl who's in the house helping with the cleaning, and he sees the Gentile girl is by the barrels of wine. She opens up the barrel, pours for herself a little cup of wine, it's five o'clock somewhere and she drinks the wine and the chassid is watching this from a distance you know dear friends you ever have one of these episodes in life where you see things happening in slow motion but yet you are powerless to stop it see he sees this non-jewish girl drinking from the barrel of wine taking a drink from the barrel of wine and he sees it happening in front of his eyes and he can't stop it now i know the halacha is that non-movushal wine, uncooked wine, which is touched by a Gentile, is no longer fit for Jewish consumption without getting into all the intricacies of the halacha. And you could imagine, the chassid was so crestfallen. He was so heartbroken. He was so upset here all of these months. I was so careful, every single detail. I never let the wine out of my sight. I supervised it from the moment that the cluster of grapes was harvested. I never left anything to chance. I oversaw everything. I went above and beyond. And now I get a barrel of wine to my house. And literally, literally moments before I'm about to take it to the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, a mishap like this ruins everything. So the Chassid goes to his Rebbe. He goes to the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. But of course he goes empty-handed. And he walks into the Baal Shem Tov study and he can't even get out a word. He just begins to sob begins to sob. You know, all of those months, dedicated effort to ultimately actualizing his Rebbe's wish and directive. And now he comes back empty-handed. Finally, he calms himself down. He tells the Rebbe the entire story. The Baal Shem Tov understands, of course, that his chassid is crestfallen, his chassid is upset. And the Baal Shem Tov is not upset. The man tried his best. So the chassid turns to the Rebbe, to the Baal Shem Tov, says, Rebbe, tell me, 
what is it that I'm supposed to learn from this episode? What should I take from this? Here, I tried so hard, I put every single ounce of human effort possible. I went above and beyond. What can I learn from this? You're not going to have the wine. So what can I learn? The Bashantav at first didn't want to say anything because he saw the Chassid was all distressed. Why go ahead? And it's fine. Don't worry. You tried. Thank you. Chassid persisted. Rabbi, tell me what I'm supposed to learn. So the Rebbe takes the Chassid's hand in his own. He says, my dear Chassid, I want to tell you. You know what the problem was? The problem was you thought that the success of this mission was all in your hands. You thought that all you needed to do to achieve the desired result was to go ahead and get the wine from point A to point B and just watch it, watch it with a careful eye every single step. At any point in time, did you dive into the Ribbono Shalom that he should help you with your mission? Did you ask him for his assistance? At any point in time in this mission, did you ever think to yourself, I can't accomplish this on my own. Any million, one of a million things could go wrong. I can't accomplish this on my own. I need my father. I need HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help me out. The Bashem said to the Chassid, tell me, did you ever ask for the Ribbono Shal Olam's help every step, any step of the way? To which the Chassid sheepishly responded, no, Rabbi, I didn't. I didn't. Because I didn't think I needed it. I felt like, I got this. I could handle this. There are things you need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help for. And there are things you don't need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help for. Why do I have to bother the Melech Machem Lachem, the King of Things with every single thing? Certain things I know I don't control. I don't control my Parnasa. I don't control my health. I don't always control elements of my Mishpacha. I understand there are things I don't control. But getting a barrel of wine from point A to point B and making sure that it's kosher, making sure that it's beautiful, I felt I could handle that. The Baal Shem Tov says, my dear Chazid, that was your mistake. There is nothing we can accomplish in life without the Ribbono Shalolam. There is nothing we can do, even taking a barrel of wine from point A to point B. Nothing comes to fruition. Nothing comes to actualization. Unless, of course, the Ribbono Shalolam wills it. And therefore says the Baal of HaKadosh, you did everything in your power, but you forgot to ask the Ribbono Shalolam for his assistance as well. And when man thinks that the results are wholly and fully and totally dependent on him, and he doesn't think that the Ribbono Shalom is involved, that's when things tend to go off the rails in life. And what a profound story, and what a profound lesson. Because I think many of us think like this chassid. There are things that I have to enlist the help of the Ribbono Shalom with, and there are things that, I got this, I, I, I can handle it. You know, we often say words like Be'ezras Hashem, with the help of God, or Emirz Hashem, if God wills it. But more often, we kind of just say those words just because they're expressions, they're things we say. But do we really internalize it? You know, when I go ahead and I get in my car in the morning and I'm going to work, so do I pause and say, Kash Baruch, you know what, the only way for me to get to work is if you want it. Is if you want it. I want it. I hope you want it also. Let's partner together to make this happen. Every single thing we do in life, big or small, requires a synergistic partnership between man and the Ribbono Shalom. 
When I say Imyart Sashem, when I say Be'ezra Sashem, that is a profound theological statement. It's me saying that whatever I'm going to do in life, big or small, only works, only happens, only has a chance of success if the Ribbono Shal Olam is brought in to the process. So maybe this is something we could work on this week. Bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the activities of daily living. Some sitting behind the wheel of the car ready to start the car. In Merit Hashem, I'm going to work. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'd like to go to work. Baruch Hashem, I'd like to earn a parnasa. Come with. Come with. Be part of this journey because I can't make it to the office if you don't want it. If you don't want it. And every step of the way, invite HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be part of the process. Everything I do in life, ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be part of the process. Because if I invite the Ribbono Shel Olam to be part of my commute, to be part of my marriage, to be part of my chavrusa, to be part of my business deal, to be part of everything, then I have a greater chance of success. But if I think that I've got it without HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm making such a profound mistake in life. Let's invite the Ribbono Shel Olam to join us on every life journey, big or small. And in Mirza Hashem, with His presence, we will be Zoha to be successful. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.